from the Alan Samuel Studios. This is the John Moore Show on ESPN Central Texas. What uh, what can you tell us about the two games in Florida? Obviously, teams that are in the NCAA tournament, so very good teams. But you, it seemed like you had trouble generating much offense in those two games. Well, again, it goes back to the same thing when you're facing all-American pitchers, uh, great pitchers. South Florida and South Alabama both had outstanding pitchers. And when you're facing pitchers that can make it move north and south and change speeds really well and throw extremely hard, then you got to be able to put the ball in play. And uh, we weren't able to do that uh, consistently enough. The John Moore Show is brought to you by Amanda Cunningham. Coldwell Banker Apex Realtor by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend in the car business, and by Diamore Fine Jewelers, 4541 West Waco Drive, where Waco gets engaged. But it really goes back to we were a great team at the beginning of the year, and some things out of our control led us to be, uh, you know, not nearly as competitive. We still had a, a great body of work, and, and uh, it was enough for the committee to warrant us with a, reward us with a two seed in a, in a regional in Florida. So I'm proud of that. The girls were rewarded, and the things that were out of their control, you know, you can't really beat yourself up a whole lot about. Now, from the Allen Samuel Studios, here's the voice of the Baylor Bears, John Morris and Garrett Ross. Welcome to John Morris Show on this Tuesday afternoon. Sun is shining for the uh, for the moment after a real deluge earlier today. But uh, I guess that's uh, the weather pattern we're in right now. Sun is shining right now as we come to you from our offices here at the Simpson Athletic and Academic Center. Garrett Ross is in the studio making things work. And Garrett, good afternoon to you. Uh, it has been, uh, I mean, it was pouring. Uh, it was pouring buckets here earlier was it raining where you were this morning it was and i was kind of nervous so i left the house a little earlier than usual i, I saw those clouds he's like you know what i'm gonna try to beat this and <laughs> i got here jmo and i had a Uploaded one thing into the system, so I was here for less than five minutes. Right. And it, it, the, I mean, the bottom fell out. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it was pouring. It was absolutely pouring. And I thought, all right, here we go, you know, another rainy day. But then it moved on through pretty quickly. And uh, now, actually, I mean, it is uh, mostly blue sky and sunshine. Yeah, I'm looking over here at the golf course right now. And, I mean, it, it's an ideal day. Like, if, if it hadn't rained earlier, I think this thing would be packed over here with people. Right. I bet that's right. I bet that is exactly right. We heard Coach Glenn Moore in the open, and uh, we'll hear more from Coach Moore coming up in just a bit. Uh, Visited uh, with Coach Moore most every week this season. We missed it last week uh, as they were traveling to Florida, but uh, we'll get with him and and wrap up the softball season. Baylor finishes 27-23 and and really tough sledding at the end of the season uh, with uh, injuries you heard in that cut we used in the open, really battling a ton of injuries and just shorthanded late in the year and playing some really, really good teams. I mean, uh, swept by Texas to end the regular season, then lost three up in Oklahoma City, then uh, shut out two games in the NCAA tournament in Gainesville, Florida, by South Alabama and South Florida. So a rough uh, stretch, Garrett, to end 
the season for Baylor softball. Yeah, just, they could never really find themselves. And it really, to me, it started with that Texas series. We knew how important that was and how close those two were. And then ever since then, they could just never found that footing. And, you know, I, they were able to get in as a two seed into the, the tournament, which I think was great. Uh, but you ran into a, every team is there for a reason, right? Like you're not going into the tournament and seeing any average teams. And they just ran up against uh, programs in South Alabama and South Florida who had their number. I mean, you you hate the season to end this way. Uh, I really feel for those seniors, you know, Gia Radoni and, and players like that. But you know that they're going to build off this. There's things you can learn from. There's plenty of positives in this. You just got to find them and build them on, on the offseason. Absolutely. And a great group of seniors. Uh, they have been uh, celebrated, uh, recognized. They had their end-of-season dinner last night, softball did. And Glenn, uh, on tape with us today because he's doing those exit interviews with everyone uh, today, and that takes up the entire day. So uh, they, Glenn was nice enough to record something yesterday that we'll hear coming up in just a bit to uh, wrap up uh, the softball season for uh, Baylor. Uh, baseball, uh, Derek Smith was just by here picking up some equipment. He is headed to Oklahoma City. He and Pat Combs will have the uh, radio broadcast of Baylor baseball beginning tomorrow morning in the Big 12 tournament on the air at 8.45, yes, a.m., 8.45 a.m. <laughs> tomorrow, 9 a.m. first pitch for Baylor and Texas Tech in the tournament opener coming up tomorrow. Speaking of the weather, and we talked about this yesterday, uh, they may be uh, dodging some raindrops in Oklahoma City. Uh, about a 40% chance of rain every day in Oklahoma City. So really good that uh, that Baylor is, uh, is really first in line tomorrow, you know, playing in the first scheduled game. So uh, hopefully that'll happen and they won't have any lengthy delays. Uh, I really feel for those workers there at Bricktown Ballpark and the Big 12 staff because, man, they put in some long hours uh, if everything is working on schedule. And then you throw in any weather delays, and it's just that much longer. So uh, I hope for uh, everybody's sake that's there that they don't have any super long uh, weather delays this week. Yeah, you, you would really hope for it to clear out. You want to get this taken care of. And I'm sitting there thinking, it, does it benefit Baylor, though? Like, say you go into this game with Texas Tech tomorrow, and there is a delay. Hopefully there's not, but say there is a delay Considering you just went through this with Oklahoma, does that kind of give you some sort of an edge? <laughs> maybe. Yeah, maybe so. Good point. Uh, the the big difference in weather delays are, are are you at home or on the road? Right. When you're at home, you've got your own lock, like Baylor and Oklahoma on Saturday. You've got your locker room to go in, and you you know the surroundings. You know you know you know you're just more comfortable. Correct. Uh, sitting it through a weather delay. If you're the road team, it just depends on what kind of accommodations are available for the road team. And uh, you know most places on the road, there's nowhere you know really nice to go or nowhere. Sometimes it's go sit on the bus. You know you go yeah. sit on the bus. That's your best option. Um, so I, I think that's the big difference now. Being at a minor league ballpark like the Brick in Oklahoma City, it's going to be fair and equitable for every team. Every team will have a locker room, so you'll have that space to go into. So I think it would be, uh, you know, one thing mentally, like you said, Baylor's just gone through that, uh, a long weather delay on Saturday. So maybe they would be uh, more uh, able to handle that in a better fashion. They could be, but I, I, it was just something I was thinking of, and hopefully we, that didn't even become a factor, right? Like we, we just need the weather exactly. to be in everybody's favor and let this thing go off without a hitch. Exactly. That's the hope, you know, that they're able to play 
every game on schedule. Uh, Garrett, I wanted to mention this. I, I failed to do so yesterday, but uh, Phil Mickelson winning the PGA Championship on uh, Sunday, that was really fun to watch. I, I actually walked through the living room of our home on Sunday afternoon. My wife was stopped in front of the TV watching golf. Watching Ooh. Phil Mickelson win, and it was right at the end, and maybe even the tournament was over, and it was the awards uh, presentation there. But uh, now that says a lot right there. When she'll stop down and watch golf on TV, she she would tell you, and this is accurate, that um, uh, she will watch the Masters just because it's so beautiful, you know, to see the course, yeah. and she'll watch that. But other than that, you know, not much golf she's going to consume, but – because it was Phil Mickelson, she knew who he was, and uh, you know, kind of, I think she knew this was a major or the PGA, and uh, so she was stopped down watching uh, Phil Mickelson on TV on Sunday, um, and and this is really cool. This has made the rounds, and uh, most of our listeners have probably heard this or seen this, but uh, Phil Mickelson, 12 days before he won the PGA Tour, sent out this tweet. He said, I failed many times in my life and career, and because of this, I've learned a lot. Instead of feeling defeated countless times, I've used it as fuel to drive me to work harder. So today, join me in accepting our failures. Let's use them to motivate us to work even harder. Isn't that great? I love that. And I think that's something that you can apply to multiple facets of life, not just sports. You know, like... We all go through things. We all get knocked down. It's really how you handle and respond to that adversity, and I think it's brilliant by Phil. No question. And then he he sends that out, talking about his failures, and then turns around in his next tournament, he becomes the oldest man ever to win uh, the PGA Championship, oldest man to ever win a, a, ma- a major tournament. Uh, he'll be 51 the middle of June. So <laughs> crazy. How about that? I mean, that is, it's, it's almost like, um, you know, it's almost prophetic for him to send that tweet out and then less than two weeks later go out and win the PGA Championship. No, it really is. And I also think you bring up a good point, like with your wife, him, I think him kind of getting in the mix and taking that lead and carrying it over and having that name that drew people to the TV on Sunday because, you know, if that would have been a, just another golfer, I, I, I don't think that you would have necessarily got the attention that you did. Right. So I think that was kind of a thing where he brought together a whole bunch of people who just traditionally wouldn't have watched that match. He really did, and uh, and I admit it was fun to see. You know, I've I've watched him a bunch through the years, so I was pulling for him when I, when I knew he was in contention. So really fun to see, and then you add that tweet to it, and you think, all right, I got a lot of respect for this guy. And then maybe uh, next level, uh, have you seen, Garrett, uh, any of the tweets that he's been sending? Or, or I guess most of them are from Sunday, but at least from Sunday till now. Have you seen any of those from I, Phil Mickelson? I haven't seen any of those, Jim. All right, so he has had some fun. I mean, he's enjoying uh, the uh, championship, the PGA Championship, and interacting with fans on Twitter, just random fans, um, somebody says, uh, sends a tweet, says, at Phil Mickelson, and says, probably the coolest major winner ever, uh, even at 50. And Mickelson responds, probably, question <laughs> mark. <laughs> and the guy responds, definitely. And Mickelson says, word. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so he just responds to this random fan uh, with that. Another one is, uh, uh, you know, he, he, uh, he gets 
some criticism, not not really criticism, but uh, let's say critiqued by golf fans about his uh, athleticism. And one guy says, Phil, did you ever activate the calves? And if so, what hole was it? And Mickelson says uh, one word, 16. Um, that's after he had a 366-yard drive on 16 on Sunday. So one word answer there. Um, uh, let's see. A, a guy says, I still can't believe we just saw 50-year-old Phil Mickelson win a major championship. And Mickelson responds and says, same. <laughs> <laughs> can't believe it. He says that's the same. Funny. Uh, let's see. What else? Uh, oh, this is good. Hey, Phil, uh, so here's a fan, uh, at Phil Mickelson. Hey, Phil, I hated you growing up for some reason. That's nice. But impossible to still hate. You're an awesome dude and an even better golfer. Congrats. And Mickelson responds by saying, I understand. I'm best taken in small doses. So so that was a good uh, response there. Uh, what else? What else do we have? Uh, there's a list of these. There was a story in USA Today about it. Oh, this is pretty good. Uh, at Phil Mickelson, about 11 years ago, I was working as a sign holder at the Deutsche Bank Championship in Massachusetts. You almost hit me with a drive and came up to me and said, sorry about that, and gave me a fist bump. Always been a great guy for the golf community, and today fired me up. And Mickelson responds, not to burst your bubble, but I almost hit a lot of people. <laughs> so another good one from Phil Mickelson. Uh, this is good. Nice work at Phil Mickelson, and congrats on the record. I counted well over 1,000 thumbs up. Uh, hashtag thumb activation. And Mickelson says uh, 1,439 to be exact, like he uh, counted right. all the thumbs up there. <laughs> uh, what else? Let me see. There's a couple here. Uh, no, not that one. I'm <laughs> not reading that one. Um, I think that's it. I think that's it. But that's that's kind of the gist of how he was having fun with uh, with fans, uh, just kind of, you know, general fans and uh, respond. Oh, here's one more. Okay. Um, somebody says, at Phil Mickelson, are you on a plane right now? So this would have been, uh, this was on Sunday. And Mickelson's response is, yes, sipping wine, half lit, tweeting. Life is good. <laughs> That's a good way to celebrate. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So uh, pretty cool there for a 50-year-old, almost 51-year-old Phil Mickelson uh, interacting with fans on Twitter. Uh, that is fun to see. And, uh, again, fun to see him at the at that age. Uh, I'm not going to say advanced age. At that age, advanced for golf on the PGA Tour. But at that age, to win a major, uh, really, really fun to see. All right, we're off and running on this Tuesday afternoon. Sun is shining, as we mentioned, right now here in Central Texas. Let's check weather. We'll be back with more in just a moment. John Morris Show live from the Simpson Athletic and Academic Center. Garrett Ross in the studio. We're brought to you in part by DMRA Fine Jewelers. DMRA at 4541 West Waco Drive. Where Waco gets engaged. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. May see a sprinkle or two early this evening, otherwise partly to mostly cloudy skies with low temperatures falling to 70 degrees. It'll be partly sunny tomorrow, a pretty humid day with a high of 86. And on Thursday, partly sunny, continued humid, and a high of 87. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. 
It's on to Oklahoma City and the Big 12 Baseball Tournament for Coach Steve Rodriguez and the Bears. Baylor Baseball moves on to the Big 12 Tournament in Oklahoma City beginning on Wednesday versus Texas Tech. 8.45 a.m. for the warm-up show. 9 a.m. first pitch Wednesday. Baylor Baseball from the Big 12 Tournament in Oklahoma City right here on ESPN Central Texas. Hi, my name is Amanda Cunningham. I am a local realtor that has a passion for people. I've helped clients buy and sell over 80 homes in 2019 and would love to help you buy or sell that perfect home. You deserve to get top dollar for your home. Listing with an experienced agent that specializes in not only promoting your home, but helping you get your home buyer ready is key. I have a team of people around me that make what I do each day possible. If you're searching for that perfect home, your experience should be pleasant and stress-free. Call me today. I want to meet you. 254-495-0338. Google Amanda Cunningham. Cunningham Realtor with Coldwell Banker Apex to find my website, Facebook, and more. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Spring is here, and many of you are realizing it's time to replace those old windows before the hot weather gets here. Call Universal Windows Direct of Central Texas and schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows are sealed with Duralite. That's a non-metal spacer that has life expectancy five times that of other systems. And they're offering 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct of Central Texas for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com. That's UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760. And be sure and check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. What you do in privacy is your own business. What you do in public with your truck, well, that's our business at Pickup Outfitters. In your garage, it's okay for your truck to parade around in the nude with no accessories. Hey, this is still America. But when you bring your truck out in public, it's just common decency to put an outfit on your truck. And that's where we come in at Pickup Outfitters. Put a cover on that bed. Cover your rear end with a bumper and a hitch, for goodness sakes. There are women and children on the roads. And guys, don't leave your tools exposed. Put them in a toolbox. Be proud of your truck and stand tall with a lift kit. Or improve your truck's posture with a leveling kit. Add some class to your pickup with new wheels and tires. Or dress up for a date with your new RV or boat with a fifth wheel or a receiver hitch. At Pickup Outfitters, we're dedicating to making the roads decent for all Central Texans. So when taking your truck out in public, remember your manners and accessorize it properly with an outfit from Pickup Outfitters. 220 Lake Air Drive in Waco. Have you been tagged yet again in an engagement ring photo? Are hints being dropped all around you? Rest assured, D'Amore Fine Jewelers has been rescuing men seeking the perfect ring for over 25 years. Come in with a picture of her dream ring and we'll make it a reality. With our five-year financing, custom design team, and selection of diamonds, we'll make the whole process fun and enjoyable. D'Amore Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. 
have a business or a school or a team that needs to put their logo on something, then let the pros at Mallory Screen Printing and Embroidery do the job for you. They can customize your logo on t-shirts, caps, dress shirts, golf shirts, winter apparel, and more. Stickers for any occasion, banners and signs, large or small. See more at MalloryPrint.com or call 1-800-433-2220. For your next custom screen printing or embroidery, check out their full catalog at MalloryPrint.com. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. John Morris Show on this Tuesday. John Morris, Garrett Ross, ESPN Central Texas. Brought to you in part by the Pioneer Boys at Pioneer Steel and Pipe. Serving Central Texas since 1943. Same ownership, same family operated business covering four generations going back to 1943. At Pioneer Steel and Pipe, their reputation has been built one customer at a time. Their objective is to make sure their customers leave satisfied with their buying experience. They are Central Texas' largest structural steel, pipe, and metal building components distributor. Remember, they also uh, deliver and unload, basically your one-stop shop for all your steel needs. That is Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco at 913 South Loop Drive and Orchard Lane. Also a location in Bryan, open Monday through Friday, 730 to 5, Saturday 8 to noon and 24-7 on the web at pioneerboys.com, that is Pioneer Steel and Pipe. All right, next segment we'll hear from uh, Glenn Moore, Baylor softball coach, uh, taped interview. We recorded it yesterday, and uh, we'll have that for you coming up in a bit, wrapping up the season just completed over the weekend in Gainesville, Florida, for Baylor softball. So we've got Coach Moore coming up in just a bit. Mentioned uh, uh, mentioned uh, baseball opening play in the Big 12 tournament coming up tomorrow. Need to mention uh, Baylor women's golf. They uh, wrap up a fantastic season. They have uh, bowed out of the NCAAs in, uh, where are they? They're in Scottsdale, Arizona. Baylor finishes uh, 14th place of the 2021 NCAA championship. They shot a three over 291 Monday's final round of stroke play at Greyhawk Golf Club. Um, the sixth best score of the 15 teams remaining in the field. Uh, and Baylor finishes at uh, in 14th place. Uh, wrapping up a great season this year for Baylor women's golf. Remember, they were number one in the nation at one point. Uh, they won, I think the number is six tournaments over the course of the of the uh, season and a lot of momentum going into the uh, uh, going into the uh, NCAA postseason and uh, best thing is uh, four of the five members of their 2021 NCAA championship lineup will be back next year that includes uh, Gerline Core who will take advantage of a fifth year of eligibility so uh, they will have a uh, fantastic team coming back next year 
Garrett, a uh, lot of lot of teams, you know, that's a big decision. Do you come back for a fifth year? Do you move on? You know, different for different sports and different for uh, different student athletes. But for Baylor women's golf, it is a real positive with the uh, student-athletes they'll have coming back next year. Yeah, I think you're going to see a lot of this, honestly, in golf and probably tennis where you have more players decide to, to come back. And I think it's great. If you're given an extra year as a student, why wouldn't you want to take advantage of it? I mean, I, I, you know, I, and I think it's going to be fun. You have a lot to build on. You already have established great chemistry. I'm excited to watch them next year. Yeah, so they will be really good. Great season for uh, Baylor women's golf just wrapping up in the NCAA uh, regional number uh, top 15 national finish. And David Kay tells us uh, the Bears have recorded four top 15 national finishes in the last six NCAA championships. So well done by uh, Coach Jay Goble and Baylor women's golf. All right, uh, let's take a break. When we come back, let you hear our conversation with Glenn Moore, Baylor softball coach. Their season has come to an end, but they uh, are in, were in the NCAA tournament for uh, the the season uh, just completed. They were the number two seed, in fact, in the Gainesville Regional in Gainesville, Florida, and uh, were shut out a couple of times in their two games there. But uh, the, really some highlights uh, that we'll talk about over the course of the season nonetheless. So our conversation with Glenn Moore, Baylor softball coach, when we come back. Stay with us, John Morris, Garrett Ross, and we'll be right back here on ESPN Central Texas. Recently on the Matt Mosley Show. Joined now by Mike McGraw. Uh, welcome back to the program, and, and what, did you, what did you make of uh, Phil Mickelson at age 50 winning the PGA Championship? It reminded me a lot of what Jack Nicklaus did in 1986 the Masters, and that is he was a player well past his prime, wasn't even particularly in good form of late. Once he got in contention in a big event, he, he remembered how to win. And Listen to the Matt Mosley Show Monday through Friday from 3 to 4 on ESPN Central Texas. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number. So, why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank, member FDIC. Have you heard about the new quesadilla? That's right, quesadilla. Their hottest new food in the country and way cool tacos and tamales at Union Hall is the place to get them. Delicious, savory braised beef on a bed of cheese and corn tortilla. Grilled crispy with onions and cilantro and served with a consomme dipping sauce. Way cool tacos in Union Hall, handcrafted with love and inspired by their family's generations of Tex-Mex recipes. Located in Union Hall at 720 Franklin Avenue in Waco. H. Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show with Stephen Simcox. Exceptional experience, extraordinary results. That's what you receive when you hire the attorneys at Steckler, Wayne, Cochran, Cherry. Trial lawyers with over 100 years of combined experience specializing in catastrophic personal injury and product defect cases, as well as business disputes. Steckler, Wayne, Cochran, Cherry now has an office in Waco managed by local attorney Craig Cherry. Craig is triple board certified. Fewer than 1% of all lawyers in Texas are triple board certified. If you need a lawyer that has exceptional experience and provides extraordinary results for clients, call them in Waco, 254-651-3690. Again, that's 254-651-3690. You can also visit the website and learn more about the firm at www.swclaw.com. 
The Real Texas Gun Show, Saturday, June 5th and Sunday, June 6th at the Harker Heights Event Center off Edwards Drive. The Real Texas Gun Show, proud to be the place where small mom and pop vendors share the floor with large dealers that buy, sell, and trade firearms at the show. The Real Texas Gun Show has more than just guns. You'll find preppers, survivalist supplies and equipment, hunting gear, fishing gear, camping supplies, collectibles, and so much more. So head on down to the Real Texas Gun Show, June 5th, 9 to 5, and June 6th, 10 to 4 at the Harker Heights Event Center. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, the team physicians of Baylor Athletics. Our doctors specialize in the diagnosis and treatment of any and all sports-related injuries. Celebrating over a decade of service to Central Texas, our doctors are equipped to handle a wide range of issues. Whether it's your foot or ankle, your hand or wrist, knee and shoulder pain, or you're in need of our arthritis and total joint clinic, trust the doctors that Baylor trusts. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, our goal is to get you back in the game. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weich with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Slovacic Sausage and West. NBA playoffs continue tonight with the Celtics and the Nets game two. Nets with a 1-0 lead in that series. Tip at 6:30. Suns have a 1-0 advantage on the Lakers in game two tonight. Tip is at 9 o'clock. And the Dallas Mavericks cap off the night in game two with the Clippers. Mavs have a 1-0 lead in that series. McLennan Baseball will be the fourth seed in the 2021 JUCO World Series and will face the seventh seed Florence Darlington Tech Stingers starting at 10 a.m. Saturday in the opening game. Rangers start a nine-game road trip tonight with the Angels, 8:30 first pitch, and you can catch that game on ESPN Central Texas. And the Astros start a two-game series with the Dodgers tonight at Minute Maid, first pitch at 7:10. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Your home for the national champion Baylor Bears, ESPN Central Texas. Now back to today's JMO Radio Show from the Allen Samuel Studios. He is the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Back with us, John Morris Show on this Tuesday afternoon, uh, rounding the bottom of the hour here in the 2 p.m. hour. Let's talk some Baylor softball and uh, Big 12 softball. Baylor uh, season came to an end in the Gainesville Regional over the weekend in Gainesville, Florida. Three other Big 12 schools uh, have advanced to Super Regional play beginning this, uh, this Friday. I think all those Super Regionals begin on Friday. Uh, Oklahoma is the number one seed in the tournament, and they are hosting a Super Regional against Washington that begins uh, Friday afternoon at 2 p.m. Uh, and then uh, Texas and Oklahoma State have advanced to super regional play, both winning regionals on their home fields over the weekend, uh, but then matched against each other, unfortunately, in the super regional hosted by Oklahoma State in Stillwater. First game is Friday at 4 o'clock and will be on ESPN2. So the super regionals are the uh, are, uh, best of threes, and the eight winners from the eight respective super regionals advanced to the Women's College World Series next week. The other super regional matchups uh, mentioned Oklahoma and Washington, James Madison and Missouri, and Missouri is hosting there. JMU uh, won the regional in Knoxville, knocking off uh, number nine national seed Tennessee. Uh, Oklahoma State and Texas, Oklahoma State the number five national seed, Texas the number 12, so Oklahoma State is hosting. 
Georgia and Florida in a super regional matchup, an all SEC matchup. Georgia won the uh, regional hosted by 13th seed Duke. So Georgia and Florida meet in Gainesville beginning Friday afternoon at 4 o'clock. Other side of the bracket, Alabama and Kentucky. Alabama is the three seed, Kentucky the 14 seed. There's two more uh, SEC schools and uh, another all-SEC super regional matchup. Out west, uh, Arizona is hosting. No, they're not either. Arkansas is hosting. Arkansas, the number six national seed. Arizona, the number 11. And Arkansas is hosting in Fayetteville beginning on Friday at 6 o'clock. LSU and Florida State match up in a uh, NCAA softball super regional. LSU, the seven seed. Florida State, the 10 seed. And then uh, UCLA, the number two overall national seed, hosting a super regional against Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech went out to uh, Tempe and uh, won that regional. Arizona State was the number 15 national seed, but Virginia Tech comes out of there. That super regional, that one actually begins on Thursday, as does uh, LSU and Florida State. So a couple of these do begin on Thursday, super regional play. Everybody else begins on Friday. Baylor uh, not involved. They have uh, packed up the gloves and uh, had their uh, end-of-season dinner last night, but yesterday during the day had a chance to visit with Glenn Moore, Baylor softball coach, to wrap up the just-completed season. Joined now by Baylor softball coach Glenn Moore. And, Glenn, uh, I I guess this is our last weekly visit for the year. (laughs) I hate that. I wish we had about uh, two more uh, coming up in the next couple of weeks. But uh, season came to an end in Gainesville, Florida for you guys. Uh, uh, That's tough. It's it's tough anytime, isn't it, a season comes to an end? It is tough. Uh, Yeah, you don't like to say goodbye to your players. You're indebted to the seniors that are leaving. Um, and on top of that, you just simply lost, you know, you got beat. So only, only one team usually in the field of 64, the wind and win. And it's hard to do that. I'm proud to have been there. A lot of things to rejoice over, but, uh, the last few games are not a uh, part of that. Yeah. Yeah. Down the stretch for you guys, it was tough. I mean, you were playing very good teams. Uh, what was it? What, what can you put your finger on for your team that kind of led to the, yeah, I guess, premature end of the season? Sure. I, I, um, you know, it's, it's simply injuries, John. Um, you know, I feel like I'm saying the same thing over and over, but it is, we started a year out as a top 25 team with everybody healthy. And then as we started losing players, we became less and less competitive and we lost most of our speed and became one dimensional, um, pitchers were pitching with arm injuries and back injuries and we became more hittable. So we were giving up more runs, scoring fewer runs against good competition, as you said, and, uh, that equals losses. And that's what we experienced as simple as that, but injuries would have to be the thing that I would put my finger on. And that, uh, that loss of speed, lack of speed, that's a big deal, isn't it? It really, it, it, it takes away one of your, uh, biggest weapons. Well, it's always been a, uh, a philosophy of ours and we've been known for our speed throughout the years stealing as many as 100 bases a year and uh, putting pressure on people maybe to a fault I always say to a fault because a lot of people complain about the lack of power versus the speed but when you play great pitchers like we saw in Florida then you 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 win those games by putting applying pressure to your defense, eliminating strikeouts or decreasing strike strikeouts and uh, finding a way to, 
to to uh, force mistakes, and you do that through speed. If you don't have speed, you have to hope for back-to-back doubles, which is rare against all-American type pitching. What uh, what can you tell us about the two games in Florida? Obviously, teams that are in the NCAA tournament, so very good teams. But you, it seemed like you had trouble generating much offense in those two games. Well, again, it goes back to the same thing. When you're facing all-American pitchers, uh, great pitchers, for, uh, South Florida and South Alabama both had outstanding pitchers. And when you're facing pitchers that can make it move north and south and change speeds really well and throw extremely hard, then you got to be able to put the ball in play. And uh, we weren't able to do that uh, consistently enough. Um, not really at all against those pitchers. So you need to, or at least my philosophy has always been to go to the short game and, and put pressure on defense for some mistakes. And it's always worked. And we don't have those players, Nikki Dawson out of her lineup, Madison Kettler out of her lineup and, and just really uh, not a whole lot of speed to start with, but enough to keep the defense honest and to force some mistakes. And we just didn't have that after we lost those two. And Anna Watson as well has got speed, and we lost her. Of course, she can hit home runs as well. But we just, uh, you know, we just were down to to players that didn't perform on the same level, uh, doing their best and working hard, but uh, had not had the experience behind those two. So we dropped a little bit due to injuries. By the same token, I don't want this to be, you know, uh, I don't want this to be a negative post-mortem, you know. Y'all did a lot of good things this year. You overcame. Uh, a lot of injuries to get to the NCAA tournament. And that's, that's not insignificant. I mean, you guys did some good, a lot of good things this year. Well, I appreciate that. I think, you know, for us, uh, we, if you look at the side of our, our indoor facility, you'll see a whole lot of years with uh, regionals and super regionals and even four with uh, world series years on the side of that. So our standards are higher than what we performed this year. And, uh, you know, while I look at those same things you mentioned, we do have a list of accolades that I'm going to rattle off tonight at our end of the year dinner and, and talk about the things we produced, uh, the, the way we produced in certain situations. But it really goes back to we were a great team at the beginning of the year and some things out of our control led us to be, uh, you know, not nearly as competitive. We still had a, a great body of work and, and uh, it was enough for the committee to warrant us with a reward us with a two seed in a, in a regional in Florida. So I'm proud of that. The girls were rewarded and the things that were out of their control, you know, you can't really beat yourself up a whole lot about. Glenn, uh, end of team dinner Monday night. Uh, I'm sure. Do you do the evaluations before the, you know, the girls all take off? I'm sure that's some of the things that are going on this week. Yeah. What we do is uh, we'll have a team dinner and we'll thank our seniors. It's, it's kind of a two-part dinner. We'll thank our seniors and um, let them speak and give some advice and encouragement to the 22 season or the next season coming around. They'll exit. Everybody will hug and uh, thank them for all they accomplished and all they did for the program. They'll leave out, and then we'll address next year's team, challenge them a little bit, and uh, tell them what's in store, what the plans are for the summer and then the fall so that they can uh, – go back to work on those things and they'll meet tomorrow with us for exit meetings where we'll do our individual evaluations and and uh tell them what they need to work on and what about i mean the transfer portal is such a big deal right now for i guess most sports if not all sports 
how how active do you think you'll be there and and what are you looking for i guess um or, or how does that process work for you yeah we are active in it have been for a little while but there's the the portal's really starting to fill up today and tomorrow where two-thirds of the uh the teams are three-fourths of the teams i believe it is that are are now out and going home so people are entering the portal i'm not a fan of the portal i I like the system we had where people could leave, but they had to, it wasn't quite so easy. I don't think it prepares kids for a real life, but uh, it is what we have. And uh, they're contacting us uh, left and right already. We do look to add a couple of additions uh, to fulfill some of the talent that we're, uh, replace some of the talent that we're losing and uh, make this program a little more competitive. I got you. I, it is. I mean, it is the way of the world right now in college athletics. I don't understand this. Do they have to contact you or can you contact someone that's in the portal? Can you initiate the conversation? Yes, you can. Once they enter the portal, they've cleared through compliance and decided that's what they want to do. And they'll have uh, in the portal, they'll say if they want to be contacted or not. Typically, gotcha. if they're not desiring to be contacted, they're not desiring to be recruited. So they know where they're going already, which, you know, is interesting in itself, but uh, most will allow you to contact them and they'll have uh, contact information. Uh, many will, many have already contacted. We've probably been contacted by 15 or 20 already. And wow. uh, I expect that to triple uh, over the next two days. Wow. That's a huge number, isn't it? Yes. It's a, <laughs> so I was told that we had, uh, there were over 2000, uh, entries into the portal right after the basketball season. So a lot of these kids are uh, looking for greener pastures. Gotcha. Uh, you mentioned the seniors celebrating them, sending them off the right way. Uh, you did that on the field. You'll do that privately with your team uh, in a banquet or in a dinner. Um, that that's a, gr that's a special group, isn't it? You know, with the extra time that they had here and, and all they went through with COVID and everything during their time at Baylor. No doubt about it, John. Anybody that goes through what uh, a normal athlete, student athlete, has to go through is uh, to to you know. You can look at it both ways. It's a great opportunity for them to better themselves and to experience life and college, and and you know, hopefully get a scholarship. Not all of our kids are on scholarship, or very few on full scholarship, so they have some skin in the game as well. But it's it's a it's a great moment. Uh, but uh, these, these kids that went through COVID, a lot of confusion, not knowing if they'll get to play again, have a ton invested in this. Final thought, Glenn, uh, it's off the field a little bit, but uh, camps are back this summer. What what kind of plans do you have for softball camps? Yeah, you can go to glenmoresoftballcamps.com and look at our camps. Thank you for asking that. June 14th, 15th, 16th, and 17th, we'll have single camps each day. We'll have prospect camps. Uh, elite pitching and hitting camp. We'll have a 12 and under camp as well. So uh, we're going to do day only camps this year. No overnight camps in at Baylor this year are allowed. So they'll be day only. And we have four of those the, that week of June. Very nice. Another sign that we're getting back to uh, some kind of normal, right? That's right. We're excited <laughs> to get some kids on campus and let them learn a little more about uh about softball, but about Baylor and about uh, the Lord as we uh, as we use our camps as a mission field as well. So appreciate that, John. That's good. Glenn, appreciate it. Thank you very much. Always great to visit with you. Thank you, sir. Take care. Have a good day.
That is Glenn Moore, Baylor softball coach, wrapping up the season just completed for uh, Baylor softball, 27-23, and 23, the final uh, record for uh, the Lady Bears. And again, into the NCAA tournament, a number two seed in Gainesville, uh, Florida, and that tournament run ended last weekend. Great to visit with Glenn. Appreciate his time all season long. Let's take a break. Uh, when we come back, uh, we will look ahead. Shows upcoming, including Matt Mosley at three, Tom Barfield and Garrett Ross at four, and uh, share some birthdays with you and anniversaries with you today. So we've got that coming up. Stay with us. John Morris, Garrett Ross, and we'll be right back here on ESPN Central Texas. It's on to Oklahoma City and the Big 12 Baseball Tournament for Coach Steve Rodriguez and the Bears. Baylor Baseball moves on to the Big 12 Tournament in Oklahoma City beginning on Wednesday versus Texas Tech. 8.45 a.m. for the warm-up show. 9 a.m. first pitch Wednesday. Baylor Baseball from the Big 12 Tournament in Oklahoma City. Right here on ESPN Central Texas. Like sports, business is about winning. Championship decisions are business decisions based upon what it takes to help your company win. That's why there's UBO Business Services, specializing in helping you win every day by streamlining workflow and allowing you to better communicate within your organization and with your customers. Make your championship decision today with UBO Business Services. Visit them at ubeo.com or call Sean Hunt at 254-772-1600. Myatt Fuels should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road, farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for the great pricing and quickest delivery, call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107. That's Myatt Fuels. Call Nick at 675-8107 or look for Myatt Fuels on Facebook. Payments for qualified buyer with 4000 down at 2.9%. TTNL Extra. See dealer for details. Travel is back and soar the savings at the Memorial Day Savings Event at Richard Carr. Save $5,900 on a 2021 Buick Encore. Drive off in the affordable luxury of a Buick Encore for as little as $258 a month. Or vacation in the spacious comfort of a three-row Buick Enclave and save $8,500. 100% credit approval is always our goal. It's the Memorial Day Savings Event going on now at Richard Carr. At Richard Carr, we give you more. Do you have an idea for a book, fiction, nonfiction, or a children's book? We can help you put it together and bring it to market at Dorrance Publishing. We have thousands of testimonials from people just like you that we've helped get their books sold in stores and online. We've even got a service called The Writer's Coach. It's perfect for people that have a book idea in their head and they just need someone to help them put it on paper. Dorrance Book Publishing has been helping people just like you who have a book idea, written or not, for over 100 years. Imagine being counted among the most famous authors in the world with your very own book. Call right now and let us help you turn a book idea into reality. It's easier than you think. You just need a little help. Call us now. 800-879-4098. 800-879-4098. 800-879-4098. That's 800-879-4098.
Corporate retirement has a lot of moving parts and putting together a thorough plan takes careful preparation. I'm Joe Kaleo with Kaleo Wealth Management. I've spent a lot of time thinking about retirement planning from the perspective of employees and employers. We'd like to build a relationship with you and help you chart a path toward your financial goals. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Slovacic Sausage and West. NBA playoffs continue tonight with the Celtics and the Nets game two. Nets with a 1-0 lead in that series, tip at 6:30. Suns have a 1-0 advantage on the Lakers in game two tonight. Tip is at 9 o'clock. And the Dallas Mavericks cap off the night in game two with the Clippers. Mavs have a 1-0 lead in that series. McLennan baseball will be the fourth seed in the 2021 JUCO World Series and will face the seventh seed Florence Darlington Tech Stingers starting at 10 a.m. Saturday in the opening game. Rangers start a nine-game road trip tonight with the Angels' 8:30 first pitch, and you can catch that game on ESPN Central Texas. And the Astros start a two-game series with the Dodgers tonight at Minute Maid, first pitch at 7:10. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. This is ESPN Central Texas. segment john morris show on this tuesday afternoon just getting things going here live and local on espn central texas matt mosley is coming up top of the hour and garrett uh what can you tell us about what's coming up between three and four with you and matt so at 305 we'll be joined by baylor catcher andy thomas uh they're up getting ready to take on texas tech in Oklahoma City for the Big 12 tournament. So Andy will come on and talk about this season and talk about the the games ahead for them. We'll also get into last night being Kenny Maine's last episode of Sports Center. Uh, I had a tremendous career. I really hate to see all the turnover, all these guys that I grew up watching and idolizing kind of get pushed out. I know it's the nature of the beast, but I, I it's one of those things that I hate to see, but we'll get into that. And there's he made some uh, he had a great interview with Aaron Rodgers last night, and Aaron kind of put up some perspective on his situation in Green Bay. So we'll let you hear from that as well. And then we'll do some NBA talk around 3:40 as the Mavs look to take a two uh, nothing series lead tonight against the Clippers. You also have the Suns and the Lakers going at it as well as Boston and um, Brooklyn. So we'll talk about that as well as Jalen Smith uh, taking. He's, so he's getting Tony Romo's number nine, and with the, any of these number changes, you have to buy out everything. Yeah. So he's having to pay an unruly amount of money to wear this number. So we'll get into that as well. Oh, my gosh. That's wild. All right, very good. So that's coming up between three and four with you and uh, Matt Mosley. Then Tom is in for game time from four to six. What do you have lined up there? Tons of guests today. So we got at 415, we'll talk with Johnny Tusa, former Waco High coach, um, He'll come on and touch base. We there's we're gonna kind of talk about recruiting and where we're at uh, with Coach Tusa. Then at four thirty, we'll be joined by Bosqueville baseball head coach David Anderson. Uh, they have a big series coming up that we'll uh, talk with him. We'll do our Ranger roundup and kind of look ahead tonight uh, with this game with the Angels. 
Then at 5 p.m., we'll be joined by Kirk Allen, the Crawford softball head coach. They have a really important series coming up with Italy, and really the winner is going to find themselves into the state tournament there. So we'll touch base with him. And then LaVega football head coach Don Hyde will join us at 5.15 and kind of get his thoughts, too, as the state of high school football. And not just that, but the, a lot of these – like Coach Hyde has kids that are being recruited – how does this impact them with the transfer portal being clogged up and, and coaches are, you know, taking a different approach to recruiting than what we've seen in years past? So that's what we'll do today. All right. Very good. So all that comes up uh, this afternoon. Just keep it right here on ESPN Central Texas. Matt Mosley from three to four. Tom Barfield and Garrett Ross from four to six. All here on ESPN Central Texas. We mentioned a couple of a uh, couple of uh, birthdays and uh, one anniversary. It's Terry and Jan Graham's anniversary today. Uh, a lot of you folks with uh, First Woodway know Terry and appreciate uh, both he and Jan. So happy anniversary to them. Terry recently uh, retired from First Woodway. So happy anniversary to the Grams today. Uh, birthdays today. Adam Revelette's birthday. Adam is uh, was formerly with Baylor baseball happy birthday to him and uh donald wright's birthday is today donald i think is up in the metroplex big baylor fan uh, i see him uh yeah i'm pretty sure he's in the metroplex because any baylor dinners or functions that we have in the metroplex donald is right there front and center so happy birthday to him as well i think that's all i've got garrett any uh anyone to add today I don't have anyone today, JMO. All right, no problem. Thanks very much. Happy birthday to those folks. If I missed you, I do apologize. But uh, we're going to move out of here, make room for Matt Mosley coming in top of the hour. I uh, hope you enjoyed hearing from Glenn Moore, Baylor softball coach, wrapping up the uh, season just completed this past weekend. Reminder again, uh, before we talk again, Baylor baseball will hopefully have their first game in the Big 12 tournament in scheduled for 9 a.m. tomorrow morning. On the air at 8.45 right here on ESPN Central Texas, Derek Smith and Pat Combs doing uh, radio from Oklahoma City and then beyond in the NCAA tournament. So tune in here to hear Derek and Pat tomorrow morning beginning at 8.45 with the warm-up show. Television for that game will be on ESPNU and uh, all the games televised on uh, one of the ESPN outlets from Oklahoma City. So a lot of baseball going on, uh, Big 12-wise and uh, other conference tournaments underway. I think some underway today. But for the Big 12, uh, there's actually one game tonight. comes up at 6 o'clock. It is the uh, 8 versus 9 game. First round game is what I'm told, Garrett. Uh, don't refer Not to a play it in. as a play-in. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I got that message. It's a first round game. Uh, it is West Virginia and Kansas. They play tonight. The winner advances to play top seed Texas tomorrow in, I guess, what would naturally follow as a second-round game, <laughs> but uh, not a play-in. But it is first time they've ever had the uh, uh, had that uh, type of uh, uh, opening game that includes everyone in the league. So that comes up tonight at 6. Baylor plays tomorrow morning at 9. We'll talk about it all tomorrow in the 2 p.m. hour. Right now, stay tuned. Matt Mosley is next. Keep it here on ESPN Central Texas. That worked out well, did it?